Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up folks, JD here. Just wrapped up an exciting Monday night full of playoff baseball, full of Monday night football. Doesn't get much better than this, but I'm going to start with a negative because I did not like how Sean McDermott coached the fourth quarter for the Buffalo Bills. The last play of regulation, he had his team go for it on fourth and one. In my opinion, he should have just kicked a field goal, tied the game, went to overtime. In my opinion, if you are the better football team, you take it to OT. If you're the worst football team, you gamble, you try to go for the win. He had Josh Allen sneak the football. Allen lost his footing and they turn it over on downs and lose the football game. Sean McDermott thought he was doing the right thing by putting the ball in his best player's hands. No, you coach to win. And the way to win, if you're the better team, you take it to OT and finish the job there. Yes, I'm not taking anything away from the Tennessee Titans. They won and fought hard throughout this whole football game. And that should be praised. And let me go right to it. Derrick Henry, King Henry, should I say, 20 carries, 143 yards in the ball game, and three TDs. Just being the red zone threat that he is, stiff-arming defenders, knocking them to the ground, being a hole hitter, going up the gut. You know, no one could bring this guy down. He really is just having great games, off to a hot start this season. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Ryan Tannehill. Not panicking. Uh, his first half was so-so, but he finished the ball game in a great manner, if you ask me. I thought he finished the ball game strong, and I mean that. You know, yeah, he had 216 yards in the ball game. He threw a pick. He didn't throw a TD pass, but guess what? You have Derrick Henry to punch it in for you in the red zone. All you have to do is try to stay turnover free. Uh, he only had one in the ball game, and that ended up not hurting him. And he threw some really good balls late in the game especially in the fourth quarter, that set them up in really good field position, I must say. And A.J. Brown, their star receiver, back to full form. Seven receptions, 91 yards. I like the way he's playing football. Yeah, he was a game-time decision. He had food poisoning. He, he was out with an illness. He said, I'm going to still play and give it my all. That's what the Tennessee Titans deserve, and that's what I will do out on the football field. Uh, no knock at Josh Allen. Yes, he did throw a pick in the game, but he threw for 353 yards with three TDs. But I think he's got to learn from this game as well. I like how he takes off and runs at times. But sometimes I feel he needs to check that second and third read before he takes off and runs. Yes, I felt he had a pretty good game. He was pretty good in the red zone and getting his team in good field position. But the closeout of this game was not as good as I would have thought. And the Buffalo Bills are a very, very good football team. Uh, you heard me on my Instagram story say that the Buffalo Bills are one of the best teams in football. I really do agree with that. You know, their defense is top-notch. Their quarterback is spectacular. Uh, their run game is improving. And they got some star-wide receiver threats, as well as a great tight end. And there's a lot to be said about this football game. Yes, a lot of lead changes. Yes, momentum swings. Yes, okay calls throughout the game. I thought some bad ones, but uh, at the end of the day, Derrick Henry really showed what he was made of, 
and uh, Sean McDermott must learn from this one. Never take points off the board late in football games, and I will repeat that. You didn't have to go for a TD. You're down three. Tie it up. You are better than Tennessee. The better football team lost the game tonight due to mental errors. Tie it up. Go to OT. I have faith in Buffalo if you go to OT. So uh, that was the right move. Learn from this. Uh, Buffalo will be just fine. But Tennessee, yes, they earned it. But Buffalo should not have gone for it on fourth down. That really bothered me. I don't want to see it again. I really don't. And Sean McDermott won't do this again. You know why? He's got to find that balance of, yes, he wanted to put the ball in his best player's hands. But you also got to think, what is the smart football move? And the smart football move is to take three, you send this to overtime, and Josh Allen, with the arm talent he has, it's almost a lock that he'll score. Yes, they may or may not win the game, but he will score and deliver in clutch form. That's a little bit on the Monday night game, what should and shouldn't have happened. Let's move on to other games. Let me move on to the Sunday night game. 23-20, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat a Russell Wilson-less Seahawks. Not a big accomplishment, but I like the way T.J. Watt in that defense showed up. Um, it was really, really awesome. Um, T.J. Watt puts a lot of work into his game. He makes good plays. He forced that fumble. Geno Smith put the football on the deck, and uh, Pittsburgh recovered, kicked the field goal, game winner. Yes, I thought Geno Smith battled hard. Um, he didn't throw a pick in the ball game. 209 yards, passing, one TD. Uh, Alex Collins looked good. Najee Harris looked good. Backs for both teams. Um, running well, real well, hitting their holes. Uh, Najee is a real, real runner in our league. And moving on to the wide receiver threats, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, they're proven to be stars in this league as well. But moving back to what I think really happened in this football game, once again, Big Ben doesn't look that good. Once again, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense holds charge. You know, once again, that Steeler defense winning it for their football team. And a 3-3 three and three record with Big Ben at quarterback, that's a steal. You know, he's he's been struggling. He's been inaccurate. I haven't had too many good things to say about Big Ben, and I don't apologize for it. He's had a great career up until now, but uh, I'm waiting for him to hang the cleats up. I really am. Go out there and get a young quarterback and take off from there. But uh, I really liked that football game. Another OT finish. There was also an OT finish between the Cowboys and the New England Patriots. This was probably my favorite game of the weekend. Um, Dak Prescott, OT, TD to CD Lamb to cap things off. And uh, Mac Jones, yes, he impressed me. Um, he had a few rookie moments, and that is okay. I always say that an accurate quarterback should never overthrow a quick slant route. He threw a pick, which led to a pick six. Diggs took it all the way. But Mac responded with a long TD pass to Bourne. Have the Patriots score there, go for two. Mac throwing another pass for that two-point conversion. Uh, Dallas came the other way, knotted things up with a field goal, and then Dallas took over in OT. Uh, Bill Belichick did say a few things at the podium. Yes, with his unenergetic self, he came up to the podium and said that the Dallas Cowboys made a few more plays than they did, but uh, he was impressed with Mac and thought the Patriots did go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Cowboys, 
and uh, he's excited to move on and look forward to next week. I wanted to talk stats real quick. C.D. Lamb, nine receptions, 149 yards, and two TDs. I'm really, really impressed with C.D. Lamb, his route running ability, his after-catch ability, you know, turning up field. Yards after the catch is so important in our league, especially with big-time wide receiver threats like C.D. And let's talk about Dak Prescott. Just five straight wins for the Dallas Cowboys after a week one loss. And he throws for 445 yards in the ball game with three TDs. I am just so impressed. His ability to put up points is just unbelievable. I agree with Michael Irvin. I disagree with Stephen A. Smith. I feel that the Cowboys are a Super Bowl threat. I really do. They're not just NFC East good. They're not just NFC good. They're whole league good. And I want to see what they do really leading the charge. Next, I'm going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals because how can I not? 6-0, only undefeated team in the league. Man, Kyler Murray making a case for MVP of the league and just balling at a high level, hooking up with his wide receiver threats. D-Hop, A.J. Green. You know, they're playing at a high level. Kyler's putting the ball in spots where these receivers can be successful. And uh, just, you know, pummeling the Cleveland Browns. Yes, I think Cleveland is only okay. Three and three. Baker went out with a shoulder injury from this game. And uh, Kareem Hunt will be out a few weeks. The Browns are going in the wrong direction. Cardinals continue to go in the right direction. You know, Kyler Murray throwing four TD passes. Just awesome. I'm really happy for this kid. You know, a lot of people said, hey, Kyler's undersized. Kyler's not going to be successful in this league. He's shutting up some of the critics right now. You know, an undersized quarterback that can throw on the run, left or right, can run for those first downs. He could take off and put on the Jets. And um, really someone who's going to be around this league a long time. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals seem to look like more than just a playoff team. They look like a team that can compete at the highest of levels, and I'm excited for what's to come in Arizona. Next, I'm going to talk about the Chargers, and not in a positive light. I thought Justin Herbert came down to real life. We've been hyping him up over the last few weeks, and I have as well. But I saw some human-like throws. I saw happy feet in the pocket, opposed to that two-step drop, unleashing the ball. Decision-making was so-so, and... He was missing throws. He was missing throws behind receivers, in front of receivers, high and low. And I'm not here to roast him. Justin Herbert's an outstanding talent, has a great arm, good decision maker. But in this game, he looked a little bit lost. And and a lot of young quarterbacks have these types of games periodically. Yes, they are going against the Baltimore Ravens in a hostile Baltimore environment. We know it's difficult to play there. And we know Lamar Jackson's playing at a level where it's tough to beat him right now. Lost week one, but five straight since. I think Lamar's really coming into his own. The Baltimore Ravens, I felt they were crippled in training camp. I feel a lot of injuries. People had their head down within the locker room. But Lamar's leadership had everyone pick their head up again and say, we can do this. You know, Lamar's making Hollywood look good. Mark Andrews look good. I mean, even out of that backfield, Devontae Freeman now stepping up and playing his role at the running back spot. There's a lot to be said about this Ravens group. They're well coached with John Harbaugh. We know that. But the big thing about John, he's a player's coach. He believes in Lamar, knows that Lamar will make the right choice. And yes, he'll guide him in the right direction, but 
He lets Lamar make his decisions and point the team in the right direction. I think the Ravens are a true threat for not just their division. I think they're a true threat throughout this whole league. And I think we'll be talking about them into late winter. And I'm really excited about that. Lamar Jackson is a great kid. He's a great talent. He's the modern day Michael Vick, like I always say. And a lot to be said with with how the Ravens are doing and a big statement win over a really good Charger group. And uh, they made the Chargers look lost in this football game. And this right here is something that the Baltimore Ravens, they should go into practice this week uh, very confident. They're beating really good football teams. And, uh, you know, they are to be feared uh, throughout this league. I'm going to move on to some other games. I'm not going to waste your time with the Giants. They got pummeled. And let's just move on. You know what game I really liked? Green Bay. And I also like Aaron Rodgers saying to the Bear crowd, I still own you. Yes, Aaron Rodgers came off a little cocky, came off as if he thought he was the man out there, but is, you know, he, he seems to have a dominant record against the Chicago Bears. Sorry, big cat, my friend over at Barstool, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's great at Soldier Field. Um, he is good this year. Um, he is the one who also said after week one, let's just relax, and he's got the team on a five-game winning streak, so, you know, A-Rod's a real, real good player. We know that, but, uh, a good football game here. He had 195 yards in a ball game with two TDs and uh, hooking up with Devontae Adams, his favorite target. So nothing new here. I thought the Packer defense played well too. A lot to be said with that good week in football. I'm going to wrap things up. We're going to rewind in this football segment all the way back to Thursday night. Tom Brady with another win over the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, the Eagles had life late in the game, cutting it to six, but Tom Brady's got no problem finishing. And he did just that. Two TDs in the ball game, threw for 297 yards. I thought Leonard Fournette looked great. And uh, it's funny, he's making A.B. Some games look like his number one option. And really, A.B.'s the third best receiver on this team after Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So we know that Brady and A.B. have a special connection. We know they're best of buddies. We know this year is really going to be A.B.'s year. You know, he's getting open. He's running great routes, getting back to his prime form as I should say, and uh, a lot to be said about how this Buck team is playing. I think they're playing at a high, high level, as high as last year. Yes, teams this year can beat them. You know, the Baltimore Ravens are probably just as good. The Buffalo Bills are probably just as good. The Rams are just as good. If I'm leaving a team or two out, I apologize, but you know, the Bucks can play. Uh, we know that, and we know they click at the right time, and Brady's going to have that bunch clicking on all cylinders, especially as they enter the second half of this season. Let's switch over to the MLB. The Red Sox pummel the Houston Astros in Game 3, 12-3. Uh, the Red Sox are playing better than any other team in baseball right now. They're red hot. Another game where they had a lot of hits, 11 in this ball game, and everyone's hitting. Vasquez, Arroyo, Schwarber, J.D. Martinez, Devers, they were all swinging the bat at a high level. Yes, the story's been Kike Hernandez swinging the bat at an all-time level, but today he did have a few base hits, but it was about the other guys, you know? Um, Kike is going to stay red hot, we know that. If these other guys are contributing, this Boston Red Sox group is going to be tough to beat. I may repeat that. You know, they're up 2-1 in the series. 
tomorrow night, they have a chance of going up 3-1, and I don't see why not. They're swinging the bat unbelievably. Pitching is clicking, starting and bullpen. I'm really, really excited to see if the Red Sox can get to yet another World Series. Just looking really, really dominant in the last few decades. You know, the Boston Red Sox led by Alex Cora. I gave Alex Cora praise on last week's show, and I'll do it again. He has this group focused. He has this group saying, we're not satisfied until we get it done. He has this group saying, it's a team collective effort. There's no individuals. That is how you win postseason baseball games. And Alex Cora is a great leader for just that. He's got this Red Sox group right on track. Next, I'm going to move on to this NLCS. The Braves are up 2-0 in the series. Is it time to panic for the LA Dodgers? I don't know if it's time to panic. Yes, Dave Roberts, outstanding manager, but he's pulling the trigger quickly when it comes to his starting pitchers and his bullpen. He's pulling the trigger very quickly. And yes, that's okay. But sometimes when you overthink things in the postseason, they don't work out. Let your guys battle it out and uh, show that they can do this. The Braves also won game one and two in dramatic fashion, both with walk-offs and getting it done late in games and being clutch is huge for the Atlanta Braves. I'm so, so happy for them. I really am. The Atlanta Braves are a great, great baseball team led by Freddie Freeman. We know Austin Riley swinging the bat at an all-time level. Pitching looks good. Game three, they have Charlie Morton on the mound trying to go up 3-0 in this series. So uh, the Braves, they're shocking a lot of people, but they're not shocking me. The reason they're not shocking me, they were up 3-1 on the Dodgers last year, and I thought they're as talented or more talented this year. Yes, no Ronald Acuna, but everyone else is hitting, swinging the bat well, defending well, you know, no errors in the infield or outfield. Uh, This Atlanta Brave group can get past the Dodgers. I don't know if I'm calling it yet because I have a long series, but again, you know, the way the Red Sox are swinging the bat on the AL side, it's going to be tough to beat them. But uh, Houston, you know, they can respond. They could respond and try to knock things up Tuesday night. Baseball, you know how it can be. It's pretty unpredictable. But the way the Red Sox are swinging the bat, I know a lot of people, especially Red Sox fans up in the Northeast, a lot of my buddies, they're confident in this group and they believe that the Boston Red Sox can get it done once again. Back to just this amazing month of October. Also, you know, this show is releasing Tuesday, as always. And guess what? Another sport, my favorite sport, the NBA, tips off Tuesday night. Nets, Bucks, and then Warriors, Lakers. It's going to be a lot of fun, folks. I'm really excited. You know, this time of year with NFL, MLB, now you add NBA into the mix. A lot of time in front of the television, a lot of time to talk to you guys through this podcast, and uh, a lot of good things to come. NFL kicking into full gear. We see coaches making postseason type decisions, you know, getting their teams on the right track to be successful. You know, we're through six weeks of the NFL season. This is when you really want to click on all three phases, special teams, offense, and defense. So there's a lot to be said about what is to come. The NFL is very exciting because anyone can win this year. I could count on two hands the amount of teams that can win the whole thing this year. And in the MLB, yes, Dodgers and Astros, 
America thought were the two best teams. Yes, we've heard that before, but MLB postseason, we know sometimes the hottest teams win. And you see the Atlanta Braves red hot. You see the Boston Red Sox even hotter. It's going to be fun down the stretch. Any of these four teams can win the whole thing. Stay tuned with the podcast because we'll be filling you in all the way through. Can't wait to hear from y'all this week. J.D. out.